Welcome to Split, the After Ever After podcast. We're here along with other experts and real people with real stories to help you navigate life after separation. Whether you're newly separated or divorced and co-parenting, listen now for tips and advice on how to build a foundation for a more peaceful future. A lot of questions arise throughout both the divorce process and during the transition from couple to co-parenting. We invited you, our listeners, to share your own questions and concerns, and now it's time for some answers. From dealing with trash-talking exes to kids who are reluctant to meet their other parent's new partner, we're here today to provide you with some tools, tips, and a fresh perspective to help you overcome some of the overwhelm and move forward with confidence. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Split. This week, we are going over questions from you, our listeners. Hello. Hello. Okay, so do you want to start? Yeah, sure. So yeah, we've been getting these from different places on social media, some email, Instagram. Um, Okay, so let's start right in. I have this came by email. My ex and I are disagreeing about which primary school our son should attend been going back and forth about this for many months we need to make a decision by they i think there was was september so this is like for the coming school year yeah um don't worry they likely won't be going to school at home with you there's your solution (laughs) yeah they're gonna you're gonna do online learning with them exactly um so this one again like i think that we want to always try to like dig in a little bit more so not just saying if we're just saying is my school no it's my school there's not really any criteria to try to make that decision with yeah. so i guess i would suggest maybe trying to hear them out like what are the actual reasons so mm-hmm. do they have a valid point and what are your reasons like are your reasons just because that's where your friends kids go which maybe is valid because there's friendships there or yeah. maybe is not because this is what you know mm-hmm. um so i think that if you and there's a bunch of things that would happen with that if you say to your ex okay I'd really like to hear your reasons you're gonna actually get some information that could be helpful so they might have a point yeah they might have some valid points for sure yeah and then the other thing that's gonna do is by showing them that you're willing to listen to them probably in most cases that I see they're gonna simmer down a little bit and not be as defensive so they're gonna be more interested in hearing your point of view too Mm -hmm. so as soon as you're showing them like okay I'm actually interested in finding the best school for our kid not my school has is the best school then they're probably gonna be more open to hearing you out as well yeah for sure and I don't know if schools are still doing this because my kiddos in daycare now but um don't they still do school tours like if things Mm. were not you know Mm. super crazy high conflict where you couldn't be in the same room together I'm sure you could hey you know what let's there's three schools in our catchment area would you be willing to go and take a tour of all three and that way we can make a decision together on what we like what we didn't like and what's going to be the best fit for the kids yep i think that i think that's a great idea and maybe even looking at some objective criteria right like is one much farther away would travel be like okay we like the school but he would have to ride a bus and Mm -hmm. then that's kind of a deal breaker yeah who's doing the pickup and drop Um, off the school as well right? right yeah right yeah i think it's really amazing like anytime someone shows that 
they're actually willing to hear out the other person and they're not just approaching it saying like, uh, I'm here in this argument to win, like yes. mine is right. <laughs> it's so surprising that sometimes the other person's like, oh, okay. And sometimes they're willing to concede. Like they may see that you have reasons too. So yeah. unless there's a real black and white, like this school is really a bad idea. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, be open to it and talk it out. Yeah, for sure. I, I try to approach anything I'm mm -hmm. thinking about by asking the question, hey, have you thought about this? Yep. <laughs> and yeah, that kind of just sets the tone right away. That yeah. It's not my way or the highway. Yeah. So so ask them, yeah, why is that school so important to you? Mm -hmm. Maybe that would be a good starting place, I think. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Another one, uh, this one came through Instagram. So it was fairly long. I'm just going to kind of cut right to it. Mm -hmm. But basically, this woman said that she has three kids um shared custody of all three and that her ex-husband is making the kids call his girlfriend mama i'm going to use a different name we'll just say mama lucy and okay she is upset by it she said not you know because of her own feelings but because the kids are actually showing some discomfort and um you know are not really eager to call her by that name and both the dad and the new stepmom are really putting the pressure on so what to do in this type mm -hmm. of situation. So I would say, first of all, what is communication like between you and your ex? You know, do you yeah. feel like this is something that you could calmly, you know, contact them? Hey, can we set aside some time to talk about an issue that our son brought up? Yeah. Um, and, you know, have you, how close are you with, you know, the girlfriend? Like maybe mm -hmm. it's something that the three of you can talk about. I don't know what your mm -hmm. thoughts are on that. I guess it depends yeah. on how long they've been together, what the dynamic is. Yeah. You definitely don't want to go into a situation where you feel like it's two against one. Sure. That can be really difficult. Um, but yeah, if you know, if you feel like the conversation is really going to just go sideways or you're mm -hmm. not going to be, perhaps it's best to, given like how old the actual child is, right? And empower them to make their own decision yeah. and, and speak up for themselves in a calm way right yeah if they're upset about it yeah you don't I think a lot of times when there's the the stepmom or or um you know a new partner in this situation they do feel um some insecurity and, course, and yeah. want to you know um get some validation for that new relationship mm -hmm. so I wonder if in whatever communication it is like rather than approaching it from a way of sort of even implying like, you know, we're not going to call you that, or they don't want to call you that. It's more mm -hmm. like, you know, they really like you. Yes. I want them to have a good relationship with you. I can see you guys have a great relationship yourselves. Like you're validating yes. that she's important, but you know, I think they're going to need some time and mm -hmm. I don't want to push them because ultimately, yeah, if you try to push the kids, it's going to sour it. Yeah. So if you can approach it from a standpoint of like, Hey, I'm on your side mm -hmm. and I, you know, want this to be okay for you. Yes. Can I, let me help you yes, to yeah. try to, yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, anytime you're telling the kids what they have to do, mm -hmm. can blow up. And I would try to have an open mind as well because, I mean, I don't know this person's kid or the entire dynamic, but maybe maybe the kid hasn't been totally open because they're really uncomfortable. Yes. And the dad and the new, you know, Mama Lucy, just <laughs> they are not clued into the fact that yeah. the kids are feeling really uncomfortable. So don't necessarily jump right to, oh, you know, they're forcing this on, on them and it's first because it, it might not be that. Yes, that's true. Yeah. You always want to ask some questions and kind of get a full, yeah, go back to the parent, the other parents and kind of make sure you're understanding it properly first. Yeah. 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 
Okay, so I have, uh, my kids are always forgetting their iPads at my ex's house and they don't come back. And I know this is a common one too. So mm -hmm. I think if the kids are older, so iPads, I mean, if kids are a little bit older, we wanna ultimately empower them to, you know, have their own bags, their own, and try to be organized. So, and that's just for their own peace of mind too. So they're not- it's a good life skill. Yeah, anyways, anyways, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they're not like throwing things at the last minute. And that ultimately, I mean, I'm thinking kids don't want to not have their iPad, yeah. right? So you could have that. Without the iPad, I can tell yeah. You that. So I don't know the distance apart from them, but I'm wondering. It kind of sounded like, um, you know, they're forgetting them, so I've got to drive back or something. So if you yeah. say, "Well, you don't have an iPad for a week," then they're gonna get that in their head. I mean, one yeah. thing about possessions that comes up a lot in agreements is that. Um, we do usually operate on the understanding that no matter which parent purchases the item that it belongs to the child. So okay, it can yeah. travel with them. Um, certainly you could have a specific arrangement, but that kind of avoids fights. Like he's got my iPad, it's got to come back here or mm -hmm. like things like that. Yeah. Um, but I know you and I were chatting like with clothes that can happen with. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, you know, not to throw my ex under the bus, but I am going to. And he would laugh at this because he knows and he actually has been doing a much better job at this. But basically, nice. my daughter is very young, which I said before, and clothes were coming back. I buy all of her clothes and I send everything. So it's just easier that way. I'm cool with it. But stuff was coming back with food or accidents. And after 24 hours, like your chances of getting that scrubbed out are yeah. slim to none. So Honestly, I mean, I still send her in really cute stuff, but I just don't send her in anything that, I mean, if it if it gets trashed, it's kind of like whatever. Yeah. So, and that's yeah. just the attitude that I've had. And because I feel like because I didn't make a big deal out of it, mm -hmm. he has now, you know, there is a new girlfriend in the picture, so I don't know if she's helping with this as well, yeah, but yeah. he has actually really stepped up and, and washing her stuff and sending it back. Oh, okay. great. So, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I think, again, if I would have come at it like, you know, you're not doing this, it wouldn't have gone well. Right, at all. right, right. And depending on the parenting arrangement, so if it's more like shared parenting, then the kids really should try to have, or the parents should try to have for the kids, you know, their own their own set yeah. of stuff at each home. And that really, in terms of expenses, it, that is a day-to-day -day expense that each parent should be providing that. Yeah. If it is more um, that they have a primary residence and they're visiting another parent, then even they could have like a drawer or something with like a few changes of clothes, yeah. you know, socks and underwear and that kind of stuff. So that yeah. they're not doing so much slumping back, back and, and forth. Yeah. Um, and then they've got stuff there. I know I've had friends mention this too. That's kind of, they keep sending outfits and it doesn't come back. So they're always doing yeah. all the purchasing. Yeah. So that also could be something where it's like, then you kind of need to settle up for expenses. Mm -hmm. And, and I know of a case where, he was fine to do that but it was just like okay you know i am now actually ending up purchasing all the clothes like mm -hmm. extra goes to your place and they stay there that's fine but now let's like share expenses a little bit and more sometimes fairly. they don't realize yeah the expense like especially in the relationship they weren't doing much of the purchasing yeah. i mean i know when we split too and he had to buy like another crib and another stroller and he's yeah. like damn you know yeah. it's, a, it's a lot right yeah. so again trying to be open-minded and not straight to they are disrespecting me yeah. and my money you know yeah have an open mind yeah yeah and and ultimately and the kids grow up so fast too really so it's always changing what clothes they need and what toys and whatever so yeah. there and then there's just going to be some back and forth like it's just that's inevitable yeah and that yeah that's the thing too like so many other 
issues with co-parenting. Like you just gotta kind of let it go. Yeah, <laughs> let it go. Yeah. Let it go. <laughs> yeah, there always is gonna be some back and forth with that. Yeah. Um, okay, so another question that I've heard quite a bit or concern. Um, people have said, my ex is trashing me to our mutual friends, which is probably more likely to happen in the early stages right. where um, when your friends may not have chosen sides yet or yeah. sort of in the same circle, hopefully that, you know, you don't lose friends in the mix, but still. Yeah. So how do we how do we address this? Let's talk about it. Um, I think that there's going to be a, a certain amount of gossip because, mm -hmm. you know, even good friends can kind of fall into this trap, mm -hmm. right? Where it's just like topic of discussion because it's something, it's a big event that has mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're important in other people's lives, they're going to talk about it. Also, I'd be really mindful of like the telephone game too. You know, what was yeah. actually said, was something even said or is it just, you know, ridiculous gossip? Um, and I mean, if it's something that you, that, you know, is traced back to your ex, do you address it and how do you address it? And is it something that you should maybe just let go? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a bit of a case by case. Like I would hope that you would have friends you could say directly to them, like, please come to me and, yeah. and you know, ask me. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I, I know lots of people, this happened in my situation too, where it's like, and I've seen it with, you know, I'm friends of people who have split up, like people do ultimately kind of pick sides, right? Yeah. The people that are not really your true friends do sort of fall away. Yeah. Um, and you kind of see who understands you for you. And mm -hmm. those are the people that will end up staying around. Yeah. I mean, it's hurtful for sure. And it it's, is. it's part of that splitting apart process. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think sometimes you could go straight to the source and yeah, ask them to come and talk to you. Um, if it's the ex doing the trash talking, yeah, I don't know how much you're probably like barking up the wrong tree, right? They're going to have yeah. their, and also I think often it's like a vulnerability, like they don't want to look bad. They're afraid of. Exactly. You know, because yeah. people ask. So yeah. The number one question I heard was like, what happened? Yeah. And I know in my situation too, like we were struggling for a long time and I'm generally like a happy, positive person. I just was trying to hang in there. So from the outside, you know, if you weren't yeah. in the tight, tight circle, you wouldn't know. So it's just natural for people to ask and then you know looking back even some of the things that I said that weren't terrible but like I, I mm -hmm. probably could have just said you know what we just like it's it's personal or yeah. what can you support me in this way instead rather yeah. than getting into the details because then that gets twisted right along the way yeah that's and, yeah yeah and it's I don't know I've seen people I don't know if you have I have a few friends where I'm not recommending this I've just seen it <laughs> I don't know if it's good or bad I could ask them but they sort of put like it was a very well written, nice. Like they put a they each put the same identical post on their Facebook. Oh wow! And just kind of saying like, you know, we support each other. We hope you will support us, but we've mm -hmm. chosen not to, you know, continue our relationship. We mm -hmm. love our kids. We like we hope for your mutual support. Like so, it's kind of because yeah, I know in my situation too, people that you don't always talk to. I went to a high school reunion like three years ago, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, where's you know my ex?" And it was like, uh, "We've been divorced." Like they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like so, and they yeah. felt all you know, it was not a big deal. But yeah, yeah if you don't see people, mm -hmm. they just don't know, right? And then you can be in these sort of awkward situations. So I don't know. In the days of social media, sometimes relationship status change. Yeah, yeah, just pops <laughs> up. I know. Yeah, bing. Oh, I mean, also just as like a kind of final note, 
I, I know me personally and from what I've heard too, like this kind of stuff, it's kind of, in some ways it's bound to happen even in yeah. like a small case in the beginning. But once everybody knows, mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't really come up all that much. No, it's true. Right? Unless yeah. you have someone who's really vindictive and coming after you, I mean, then you probably need to address that in other ways. Like if it's coming yeah. from your ex consistently over and over I again. Know. I know. I think it you see more, I think, of that if like someone was left suddenly and then they feel like they want to like justify or, or yes yeah. yeah get some vindication exactly mm -hmm. which you can kind of see in the beginning where that can come from yeah so yeah they they want to save face sometimes so yeah it's it's it just depends but i think yeah you're right it sort of works itself out over a little bit of time yeah and you will have very thick skin by the end of this <laughs> oh yeah you will you will um, okay, so here's another question. My ex wants my kids to meet her boyfriend, um, but they don't want to. Kids don't want to. Okay. So this is a super common one. There's so many variables to this. Um, when I'm doing a parenting plan in my practice, I often ask that question. Well, I first ask people, you know, are there new partners on the scene when I'm meeting with them individually? And then, of course, if there are, you know, we talk about, does the other person know? Like, we talk this all out mm -hmm. um, and what the future plans are. And then we often, as part of a parenting plan, they will come up with some sort of agreement about when, like, the timeline, timeline right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, when it's appropriate to introduce new partners. So everyone's different. Some people just don't care. They've moved on. They're done. They don't care. It doesn't matter to them. Yes. Um, but some people, and it depends on the age of the kids. Mm -hmm. So when kids are quite young, um, and they don't, you know, they're not going to ask all these questions and they're like, obviously we want to make sure it's safe and the other parent is okay with it. But mm -hmm. we typically, um, typically a, a shorter span of time is okay with that when we're dealing with younger kids, but when they're old enough to ask questions and they have their own opinions, exactly. Yeah. And be seeing a new person, it can be really difficult. So I've done several agreements that is a year, as long as a year, which sometimes people are like, wow, a year. But I've heard that a lot. Though. Yeah. I think that's really common. Or like yeah. six months to a year. To a year. Least, right? yeah. yeah. And when you're dealing with, um, you know, kids that are older, they've now been through the divorce of their parents. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it can be a lot for yeah. them to be introduced to someone new. And I think ultimately, you know, we just sort of say, well, we can talk it out and say, well, you know, if the relationship is lasting, then mm -hmm. it's going to be there in a year. If it's not going to last, then it's a good thing. It that you it did it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that three months of like you're in the honeymoon phase. Yeah, yeah you got to at least get past. You got to get past the honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and so I think there's just the thing. I mean, there's so much this. It comes up so much. So I mean, it is a common thing. People are going through the pain of the divorce. They jump into a new partnership really quickly, and then that new partnership is just that's their saving grace and they just want yeah the kids are introduced they're moving in together like everything happens too fast yeah um but I think when you say like introduce like kids to me it can go in steps too right mm -hmm. so we had our question about mama lucy like maybe yeah. it doesn't need to like jump to that right away but yeah um maybe have a meal first or these days maybe do a face with them with everything too quickly yeah exactly and if they're saying they yeah. don't want to mm -hmm. um i think it's helpful to like listen to that so kind of same along the line of the question about what the kids want to call a stepmother yeah um again it's, i don't think it's reasonable to say oh you never have to meet them mm -hmm. But honoring them a little bit to say, okay, well, how would you like to, or what would make it better? Can we talk Giving about some this? Options yeah, give them options. Just like, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. 
I think, um, and I know we'll do likely a full episode on mm-hmm. step parents. Yep. Um, because there, I, I just want to address too, like there is a difference between just like a new relationship and really, I mean, you always put the kids first, but really yep. allowing them to have their, you know, their input versus further on in the relationship. It's like three years in. And yes. I know a, a lot of parents say like, it's very important to stick by like put your you know, put your relationship with the step parent first, but you do have yeah. to honor that yeah, and act as a united front as you would have yeah. with your with your partner as yeah, well. Yeah, that's your new partnership mm-hmm. and yeah, for sure. But yeah, there's so early much stage, to that. so that's way further down the line for sure. Yeah, and, and I think if you give the kids that respect to, you know, yeah, give them some options. You're not just saying like, no, you have to, mm-hmm. or you're throwing them into uncomfortable situations. Ultimately, it's going to work better yeah. in the end, right? Yeah. And say, yeah, what about if you met at a restaurant or what about if you did this? And again, you can frame it to just like we said with what to call the new partner. You could frame it here like, hey, I'm good with this. I want to help you guys. But, you know, here's why I don't think we should push the kids. What about this? Yeah. Can we revisit this in two weeks or I know you want to do a visit. How about we do a FaceTime instead or something like that? And I think this whole process, it really weeds out the ideal partner from the not so ideal because like it's, you're signing up for a lot as a step parent. And if you cannot take the initial rejection, um, you're probably maybe need to reconsider. And and I think some people think that they can take it on because they see like Insta family and maybe it's something that they always wanted. But then when push comes to shove and you're hit with the reality, it's like, I don't know know if I can handle this. So like just giving it that time and yeah, Yeah. letting things unfold, I think is really important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think any step parents should, you know, start researching and do it, you know, look at resources Mm -hmm. and all that because I think it's a whole other role. And, you know, we, this is not my area of expertise, but certainly in parenting plans, it comes up a lot that really it is more of a supportive friendship role especially when the kids are older right so not coming in not offering discipline like that sort of things that's probably we will do a whole other show about that but for sure I think it is definitely coming in off the wrong foot imposing your own schedule on meeting the kids and all of these things if they're not ready yeah so and just a little bit of time doesn't mean like okay we'll wait you know a year but just yeah yeah, just making everyone feel comfortable Mm -hmm. You have any more or uh, this one? Yeah, you're. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, I am done in the relationship and I'm living somewhere else already, but my ex doesn't want it to be over, so won't cooperate in the process. What can I do? Um. So this one is common as well. I think mm-hmm. I may have said that about all of these questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all come up all the time. So, um. Yeah, I just realized that, and it's true. Uh. Okay. So I think we mentioned this in another podcast, like almost every situation it's not a mutual choice right Right. like one person has maybe been thinking even if the marriage has been rocky for a long time usually one person's been making their exit plan for longer than the other they've been out for a lot longer and people tell me that in the intakes like i've already i've been done for two years i've been done Mm -hmm. for five years whatever um so you do need to give them some time to catch up yeah and I think ultimately, like, if we were looking at this from a legal perspective, I mean, you can serve someone papers, you can force a sale of a home, like, but of course, that's going to get really toxic and not good, especially yeah. for kids. I think if you give them a little bit of time, because I do see situations where 
people, once they've decided they're done, they just want everything to happen really quickly. Yeah. And Which I do understand. Yep, I me do. Too. I totally get it. If you've yep. been suffering because you made that decision like six months or a year ago or a few years ago, like, yeah, yeah you want to. But anyway, sorry, carry on. No, I get, no, it's, it's really valid. I get it too. But it's just, yeah, then that's unreasonable for the other person, right? So yeah. I do see people and they literally, it's like every day, like, where are the financials? I'm calling the realtor. The realtor's come to look through the house. And this other person is still like trying to in just, shock? Yeah, 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 still in shock, right? Yeah. Um, so of course at a certain point, someone has a right to have the house sold and whatever, yeah. but it's going to work more in your favor. Like give them what you think might be a reasonable amount of time. And then whether it would be like as a mediator, I would reach out to them one time to introduce myself. If you can ask them to get into mediation, because basically the gist of that would be that if you can get the information to the other person that maybe they've simmered down a little, they can understand that like there isn't really another option, right? Like it is over. So we can, the harsh reality is you can do this the easy way or the hard way. Mm -hmm. The hard way is going to be real hard and real expensive. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of like, and then we've said, and similar to a lot of the other answers, like give them the ball in their court a little bit with like, okay, what could you do first? Or like, what are some options? Like, okay, maybe we don't sell the house right away. I've seen many situations because housing is very expensive. Um, where someone will offer the goodwill of saying like, okay, we're going to get the agreement done and it'll be in the caption, the agreement, but you can stay in the house for a year right. or right? right. So they don't have the home sold out from under them. Um, so giving them maybe figure out from them, like what's the hardest part about this for you? Like what could you do to make it easier? But that's a great thing about mediation is that if you're dealing with somebody who is still maybe clinging on, I mean, you can say, it's not like I'm hiring a lawyer, like you go figure out your end. Yeah. Okay, let's go talk about this together. Let's go mm-hmm. see a professional. And then that even just like beginning the process, I think mm-hmm. helps with acceptance hugely. Yeah. Because that other person may be thinking like, well, maybe if we just try this or do this. But yeah. like once you take those first few steps, it's like, okay, here it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And some, I mean, it, the beginning of the mediation is the other person like asking if there's another chance, the other party saying like, look, I am really done. Yeah. And we, we get, you know, we talk it out. Why is it done? Like, can you accept that it's finished? Like we actually get them to a place where they're able to accept like, okay, you know, it's time. Um, And sometimes it's a shorter session at first, then we take some time and then we do, you know, we kind of jump into it a few weeks later. So, Mm -hmm. and, and those are heartbreaking, but ultimately, yeah, when someone says they're done, they're usually real done. Um, But yeah, it just goes on the timeline. I've yet to meet someone who just is fully going to put their head in the sand, right? Yeah, say, yeah. I'm not doing it. It's like people understand legalities. Mm-hmm. Um, and quite frankly, if the other person is so distraught that they like literally like emotionally cannot do it, then you are going to have to wait because yeah. they, you know, they're just not in this frame of mind where they can. So no lawyer is going to force them to do that either. Yeah. But I mean, really, like even there were times in my own experience where I did want to speed things along. Mm-hmm. And now I look back and it's like the three weeks or whatever it was, yeah. even if it was a month, say like yeah. a month in your life, you know, it's yeah. not the end of the world. And it also gives you time to not make rush decisions on yeah. your end about things. That's right? another thing, but I do get it. It's really common. Mm-hmm. And like you said, people just want to get done and that can seem like an eternity. Yeah. Um, so sometimes spacing it out, but I mean, 
if they do go into mediation, the time it'll take there is like a fraction of what it would be, you know, if you go the lawyer process. So yeah, yeah I think just giving, so back to the question, like um, they don't want it to be over. So just, yeah, finding ways to at least get them in the process, maybe asking the questions like, okay, what can we do? What would work better for you? Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of they can give them a little bit of power to control the process. And you know what, piggybacking off of that mm-hmm. one, well, uh, the question that I had this week, and I was talking mm. about it before, um, is kind of the opposite. So basically, this person said that they were recently separated, mm-hmm. and you know, she wanted to be, she wanted to have this co-parent, this good, amicable co-parenting relationship. Because actually, she had seen one of my videos where my ex came oh, uh, to see my to see our daughter for like 20 minutes or whatever. This was when COVID was really bad, so he was just taking her to the park. But he had yeah. brought me a coffee, and I was yeah. like, celebrate the small wins. And yeah. so anyway, she had messaged me saying like, it looks like you have something so great. I was very quick to say, it's not always, yeah, that. it's not, not always paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hence, celebrate the small win, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she basically said, you know, I try to even have a conversation with him and he shuts me down constantly. Mm-hmm. He just, you know, and I said, give me some examples, you know, when the kids FaceTime him, I try to say hi and insert myself here and there. And he just doesn't respond at mm-hmm. all. Um, so I think we should talk about that too. Yeah. This is in line with that. And, you know, my, my feelings on that are, it seems like you are really at a different place yeah. than him or he is looking he knows that he's getting a reaction from you by cutting you out yeah um, possibly yeah you know hopefully yeah. it's option one and I think that was probably at base off of a few other things that she had said yeah but, you know you may have accepted this long ago and you can't just because you may have been married for I don't know 10 years or something and you're like why can't we just have a basic conversation yeah. like you have a new relationship now. yeah yeah so, yeah, I think, I mean, unless the person's like slamming, you know, hanging up, we don't slam phones down now, yeah. hanging up the phone on you, um, you know, being rude yeah. about not talking to you. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, it's possible that it might, you might not actually co-parent. It might be more of a parallel parenting. You might have mm-hmm. very little contact. I mean, I know couples that one of them, I recently saw a situation where one of them was like quite ill, like in the hospital and everything. And the other party didn't even know because they just had that little amount of communication, That's tough. even though they had kids. But for, sometimes it works for people like for him, yeah. it might be very painful for him. Mm-hmm. So he might be in a situation where, you know, just seeing her and talking to her, then he's upset the rest of the night or yeah. something, right? Yeah. So it could be coming from a better place or just if he's a person that avoids conflict, that's still his choice, right? That exactly. It's like, I, I just don't want to talk to her at all. Yeah. Um. So for sure, in any of those scenarios, I would just leave it for a while. Yeah. And then maybe, yeah, depending on which kind of, you know, category that falls under, maybe mm-hmm. figure out if you want to revisit it or sort of offer a kind gesture or something to see yeah, you know, exactly. how it's going to go. I mean, even going back to our... Um, you know, avoiding conflict episode that we didn't have how to manage that. I said to her, give it a couple of weeks. Don't yeah. say anything. Yeah. Just go silent. And anytime you have a question or have something that you want to say, write it down. Yeah. Keep a list at the end of two and a half or three weeks. Go through it and see is any of that stuff still valid? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, maybe he's actually come around by then because, uh, yeah, like you want to have this friendship factor but what actually needs to be discussed because if you're just trying to force that I mean there's no legal 
yes um, and of that right well right and i mean you know we do see these things on social media and stuff which, which are amazing but i think it can still be just as valid i just don't want people to think like it can just be just as valid where yeah, you're not fighting, things are amicable, there's no drama, but you don't ever talk. <laughs> right? Like, exactly. Yeah, that yeah. Be, that that could be, be good. Freeing. Like, yeah, yeah, could be freeing, could be good, right? You maybe Christmas is the time you see each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it can be hard to get to a situation where you're like actual friends. Yeah. You know, that's that's probably rare, but where you can just get along. And sometimes of course, you know, when new partners get introduced and all this kind of stuff it's more complicated so the more contacts you have right yeah so it's yeah. not necessarily a bad thing or i would hate for this person this woman to feel like she's not doing it well or something yeah right? exactly but maybe exactly. that's okay that he doesn't want to talk and you don't have to get on the facetime you don't have to like you know you can be friendly and cordial um but that's all there needs to be and that's okay too mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean you've made a really good point a few times about that well you always do but about how you know this it's a privilege right like go back to why you split up in the first place like this is kind of burden lifted in my eyes well it could be yeah like I don't have to talk to him anymore or or be worried about and I mean ultimately unless you're in an amazing place that the minimal conversation is also going to give you minimal less reasons to have conflict exactly right so you don't want to engage too much either mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. I think our goal with a lot of the stuff we do is not it's just to have peace yeah. right and not conflict so if you're able to get along and be friends true friends I mean that's amazing mm-hmm. um but yeah if maybe you just talk you communicate by email or you just focus on the kids you barely ever talk that's still a huge win like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that that's peace yeah and there's so. other times where you can extend that kindness if you're just really empathetic and feel this burning desire to do that I mean Christmas is coming up like yeah. do a craft with the kids for your ex yeah and send something send a coffee gift card like yeah. whatever right there yeah. are there are opportunities down the way that you can still reach out and extend the kindness for sure yeah it's still a win Well, guys, that concludes our episode for this week. Please continue to share your questions, your rants, and don't forget to send in your wins as well. We'd love to hear some positive feedback from you guys. It's good for us, and I think it also gives our other listeners some hope as well. Thank you so much for watching or listening to us. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. And if you need links to any of our information or to Jennifer's website and her free consultation call, all of that information is in the show notes. Thank you again. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.